Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You're listening to the Slang Self Doubt Podcast, where we empower women of faith to identify, acknowledge, and accept their doubts and limits and beliefs in order to give birth to their God-given purpose. Join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone. I'm Felicia Wallace, and together we will find our fears and slay them. Welcome back to another episode of the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast. I am here with Coach Sophia Casey. Hey, Coach Sophia. Hey, Coach. Hey. Hey. So just a little bit of background, you guys. I told y'all that I was taking this coaching coaching course over the summer into last year so that I can get my credentials. And Coach Sophia is my mental coach. And when I tell y'all that the first day I met her in that first class, I knew. I was like, oh, I already know. We are meant to be. I hope I was like I she was I knew you were assigned to me before but I hadn't met you in the first half of the course and so I was just like okay you know but then I was like oh thank you Jesus like you knew who to connect me with you knew to connect me to her I was so excited and then I got you throughout the whole thing I was like I'm so winning so thank you so much for being here you are so welcome I'm so grateful to be here I love talking to you I love talking to you when you were in class and I love talking to you outside of class. We've done some clubhouse stuff together. Yes. Really cool rocking with you for sure. Yes, you are you are just amazing. And so I wanted to get you on the podcast to definitely, you know, have this conversation to talk about all things, you know, ease and flow is your your uh is your motto. That's your mantra. And you know, we're definitely gonna get into that and all things Coach Casey and what that looks like and what you're doing for, you know, students like me and also clients that you have and how you're just creating this this legacy and this empire for yourself so we will get in that to that a little bit later but first can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started yes so um i like to share that i'm an international award-winning speaker executive life coach and two-time best-selling author i'm all of those titles i'm also proud of my titles as mom wife caregiver and mentor coach. As yes. you just I'm proud of that too. I, I, um, I, I'm a dinosaur. I started a long, <laughs> long, long time ago and I'm proud to say I'm a dinosaur. I am proud to be in my right fifties. And I've been doing this work for quite some time. You know, when I started as in this coaching industry, it wasn't called coaching. We didn't even know that word. We called it mentoring, which was mm. an error, but we called it everything else. <laughs> but right. Coaching. And, uh, but I, I knew that I loved supporting people around goal attainment, even above circumstances mm. and not from a place of like grinding, like, oh, grind it out. Like, I hate to even see like these memes and things that I see all the time. It says, you know, wake up, time to grind. And I'm like, rise and grind. I'm like, I don't want to grind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me I wake up first. <laughs> yes, I don't want to grind. 
Yes. Um, so you then this right here will be a great question. So usually the first question I always ask is how has self-doubt showed up in your journey? And so even in that moment of saying like the the business that you were in transitioned multiple times, I'm sure, from when you started until now. Right. Like um, and so. Yeah. So let's talk about that. How has self-doubt showed up in your journey? That is such a great question. I have had self-doubt show up through the entire journey. Mm. And even today, having been a coach and a corporate trainer and head of HR and all these wonderful titles, self-doubt showed up at every single stop, every single stop. And so, you know, I was thinking about the title and your platform of slaying self-doubt. And I, you know, I started thinking like, how have I done that? I I tell you that, um, what has saved me, I really do believe what has saved me and has saved my business and saved my career, you know, Mm -hmm. when I was working nine to five is at some point, I just got this notion that I don't have to, I don't have to conquer my fear. Mm. Or I kept thinking like, oh, I got to, that's how self-doubt showed up for me. A lot of times it would show up as fear. Like, oh my gosh, you know, the, the, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. Something's going to happen. It's not right. And what I learned is that I don't have to conquer her. I'm calling my fear her. (laughs) We talk all (laughs) the time. I don't have to conquer her. Sometimes I literally talk to her and say, look here. I'm about to go do this. I'm about to go do this podcast. I'm about to go teach this class. I'm about to go stand on the stage and talk to, you know, 3000 women. You can come with me, but I need you to be quiet. (laughs) I love that. You can come, (laughs) but I need you to shut up. Yeah. Because I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. And I'm telling you self-doubt. Oh my gosh. It has shown up so many times. Um, one memory I have that, that won't let me go is I'm gonna go way, way, way back. I'm going way back to high school. I go into the school counselor's office, you know, we go in there to find out about college and, and talk to, talk to the counselor about what we want to do. Yeah. And I loved math. I loved math. Just, I just love numbers and, and figuring out things and building things. I love playing with like Legos and blocks and all that sort of thing. Mm. I wonder my son does, but anyway. <laughs> um, and I went into the school counselor's office and I asked her, well, I told her, I said, you know, I'm so excited about going to college. I'm applying for these colleges. I was getting accepted to colleges and I was ready. I said, I'm so ready for college. And I'm gonna, and she asked me, well, what are you gonna major? And I said, oh, I, I'm thinking I'm gonna major in math but I like psychology too. So I don't know, maybe I'll double major. Mm -hmm. She said to me, girls, that's not a good idea. Girls don't major in math. When I first started posting on social media for the podcast, oh my goodness, it was a disaster. I did not know what I was doing. I was guessing at everything. Then things shifted for me when I got introduced to three platforms that changed the game for me. I started using Canva for my graphics, Caption Writer for my captions, and Wave for the audiograms. Seriously, if you go back to the beginning of the Slaying Self-Doubt Instagram page, you will see the transformation. If you are in the process of branding or rebranding yourself, I recommend you try out these platforms. Canva has hundreds of templates that you can choose from to design any type of post you desire. Caption Writer allows you to create and save your captions with the perfect line breaks and even lets you add different fonts. 
Wave helps you create snippets of your content to share with your followers. They have closed captions and those cool little wavy lines. If you're interested in trying them out, click the links in the show notes to start using them today. Now, back to the show. Mm. And I'm telling you, self-doubt is an understatement. It just like sat on me like a ton of bricks. And I actually adopted her fear as my own. Wow. I mean, that's a major thing. And I did not major in math because of that. Wow. But you know what? The thing that stood out to me about that was that how easy it is that a lot of times, some a lot of times it's not what we think about ourselves. It's something right. that a little whisper of somebody else, an outside force and, you know, another person having their own fears that that gets put onto them where they are feeling like um, they feel some type of way. So they say it to you or they place an expectation on you that, you know, then puts you in an awkward place if that isn't what it is that you want to do. Um, and I think about, even when you were talking about that, it made me think back to like high school as well. And like who the counselors would decide that they would put their energy into and who they would decide, you know, whether or not they're going to focus on this student because they, 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 they're able to see their potential because it's maybe obvious or whatever, but not taking the time to look. And so then what does that do to these these men and women but specifically women as in that learning phase that age for us right like when you're in high school and you're growing yeah. into your womanhood like you take that with you of like well if she said I can't do that then the next time something comes up and you say I'm gonna do this then that doubt comes up again and now you're thinking well I, I probably can't do that either because that's not normal for girls to do, or that's not what women do or whatever. And so then it just kind of continues to perpetuate this lie that we're not capable and, and, and that we shouldn't do certain things and that we shouldn't try. Um, and just that little, that one sentence. Just that one statement. Mm. And it stuck with me. I mean, look, look at me now I'm in my fifties and I'm still talking about something yeah. that happened when I was 17. So it stuck with me. And I, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy to say I did go on to, to major in sociology and psychology and social psychology. And, and I had a wonderful college career. And, uh, but, I, but it, it stuck with me for a long time, yeah. a long time. Even when I got opportunities to do something around math, I would clam up. Mm. And um, so fast forward, I'm, I think about my career, you know, uh, I worked for the federal government for a long time. I've worked for private sector companies for a long time as well. And even there, like in my career, you know, constantly being told, oh, this is what you should do. This is the box that you should stay yeah. in. And, um, and I know a lot of, you know, your listeners experience that as well. And I just want to encourage them to lean to their own understanding. Yeah. Your yeah. own understanding and not let people's fears get on you. I always say, um, you know, people will judge your dreams through the filter of their fears. Yeah, that is so true. I think so. When you go to people, like, oh, what do you think about this new idea? They're most likely going to answer you through the filter of their own fears. Yeah. And so, I've I've be I've become very intentional about people who I share my dreams with. Yeah, no, that's very true. And we've talked about that on the show before about being, um, 
being aware of your circle and your community and knowing that as you go into certain things that 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 may shift and that may change and those people may end up having to leave and they may end up not being on this journey with you but that takes you know some self-awareness that takes some discernment you know you just gotta gotta pay attention to the signs but um when you say that it you know one of the other things that comes up oftentimes with self-doubt is um some of it is self-sabotage right and we like we tell ourselves we can't like that was my thing I would be like I could talk myself out of anything like it did if I was hungry I'd be like you're not really hungry like you you ate two days ago you are okay like it would be so so crazy to be like are you seriously like talking yourself out of eating you know um but the thing about it yeah, but because it becomes a habit, right? It becomes what we do. It becomes what we know. It becomes how we kind of do things that is just like, what the crap? But like you said, like whose filter it was it that, that spoke into us that allowed us to think that we were limited, to allow us to think that we only had to think this one type of way or we could only be in this box. And a lot of times when you're in corporate, you are in a box, right? And people are comfortable being in those boxes. And um, I know a lot of people, especially in my generation, you know, we caught on a little bit late, but you know, (laughs) is that like, we started out with this, your parents, your grandparents tell you, you get yourself a good government job. And you get your retirement, you get your pension. And then, and then as we started to grow, it's like, no, but there's more. Right. And when you think, and I think about my, my parents, well, my father was an entrepreneur. So, um, I, I had the, I didn't realize it then when I was a kid, I've realized that now like, Oh no, that's, he, I, I always knew he had his own business, but I didn't understand the importance of having his, the freedom of his time and, you know, being oh. able to, you know, the, the good parts, there was some like, you know, there was the positive responsibility and having to pay people and, you know, having to let people go and all of those things, you know, but I didn't understand the importance of it. And, and, but my mom worked for the government, right? So she oh, had the good gut. So I was able to see both, both sides. And I didn't realize how that played a part of like, yes, you want something, um, uh security right but if you're purposeful more do the more don't let the security keep you you stagnant um and there's so many people that you know i've witnessed who have blossomed out of their 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 jobs right they have grown out of the jobs and they've gone walked into entrepreneurship or walked into the thing of their purpose to take the job that is like no, it may not pay me the same amount as this, but you know, it brings me joy and they're fulfilled. And so, um, and it started with a box, right. And saying, you know, I, it is, I used to tell my staff, like some boxes have glass ceilings and some boxes have cement ceilings. When you start to hit that cement, you ain't going nowhere. You got, that means you need to open the door. (laughs) the side <laughs> right open a window and crawl out that's what you need to do and you know it's it's about just not being stuck in your own fear or or in, in you know like in the case you were saying it's stuck in someone else's fear of making you feel like you cannot do absolutely absolutely and then the thing is it's like you know it's so important to you talked about that tribe and i call it my good vibes tribe it's so important 
important. I'm like, I, I keep talking about this. And I keep reminding myself too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so important to surround ourselves with good people. People who will tell us the truth, you know, yes. we go all off track, like they will, you know, snatch us back. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. also people who will actually pour into us too. Mm -hmm. Yes, of course, we're going to pour into ourselves. I know that, you know, all those fierce women out there that listen to you, they're very strong and very self-confident in their own right. But there is power in community. Yeah. So much power in community. So I, I learned very early on in my career that I better surround myself with some of these, you know, badass women around yes, here. Yes. Yes. You know? And I'm so grateful that I did. And those women um, at one job, those women became my best friends. And, yes. and uh, yeah, I'm awesome. so glad I did that. Yes. So. As we've talked about how self-doubt has shown up from high school all the way up until now, uh, what have you learned about yourself that you didn't know before? I told y'all, imposter syndrome is real. When I'm in those moments of doubt and anxiety, I ask myself, who's going to listen to you? Did God really call you to do this? Or, girl, ain't nobody trying to pay you to talk to them? These thoughts lead me to procrastination and being paralyzed by my fears and doubts. Throughout this journey of slaying my own self-doubt, I have some tried and true practical steps that have helped me and I would love to share them with you. Head on over to my website at www.feliciawallace.com and download the five ways to slay your self-doubt. Now back to the show. You know, one of the things that I've learned is Life is so much easier with surrender. Mm. I just got goosebumps. <laughs> Ooh, me too. Me too. Like life is so much easier with surrender and, and surrender is not giving up. Surrender to me is like leaning in mm. and, you know, I, I am very fortunate, very blessed. Um, to have an anointing. I know that I've now accepted that about me and, and my gifts in terms of like inspiring people to action and with momentum, like that is a part of my gifts that I've yeah. been given. And, and forever I doubted it. Mm. I pushed it away and I'm like, Oh no, that light is too bright. No, 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 no. I, I don't think that's okay because if that light is too bright, then other people are going to feel away because their light might not be mm. as bright or or they're not in touch with their bright light. Yeah. I mean, so self-doubt was coming up in, in those type of ways. And and what I what I've discovered is Sophia, if you will just surrender to your gifts, wow, just surrender to your gifts, stop fighting the gifts, just like like literally lean into the gifts. I'm telling you that was a game changer wow. for my life. And then I'm still experiencing it. Yeah. It was yeah. a serious game changer. And so because I surrendered and said, okay, I accept that these are my gifts. Like mm. these are my gifts and I, I'm purpose to use them. Then I noticed that things just naturally started coming to me. Like opportunities started coming to me. I didn't have to relate to things as grinding and it had yeah. to be hard, and, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I didn't have to experience that unless I chose to. Yeah. And when I was experiencing life like that, almost every single time when I was experiencing life, experiencing life as like grinding at heart, 
it's because I hadn't surrendered mm. and it was because I was trying to control it. Ooh. I was trying Ooh. to control whatever it was, the project, the task, the goal, yeah. my child, <laughs> my relationship, my marriage, trying to control, control, control. And we as women, I get it. We spend a lot of time trying to control things. I really believe because there are so many things that have been taken from us mm. and control and power that um, attempts to take that from us. And so I get it, but I'm telling you, there is, there is peace in surrender. Yeah. So that, so that, that's my number one thing is to surrender to surrender to your gifts. Man, that was, Ooh. Ooh, yes, it was, it's <laughs> definitely a, um, it, it definitely, like I said, will be goosebumps. And as you were saying that, like I was having these thoughts of the times that I did surrender and really decided yeah. to trust. Right. And, 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 um, when I decided to leave my job and say, okay, I'm really going to walk on faith walk out on faith, step out on faith and, you know, leave this, this comfortable job. And it wasn't a job I did not dislike. I, I enjoyed it, but God was, you know, preparing me for more. Um, that was easy. It was once I got into here and I was literally like, oh, okay, now I'm into entrepreneur. What do I do? You know, when you said that trying to control it, it, I, I it was harder, right? Because it, especially when you are working within your God-given gifts and your God-given purpose, he is the one who is directing your path. And so when you feel that tension on the wheel, it's like, that's because he's telling you to go left and you trying to go right. And so <laughs> is, though, you guys aren't, it's like you're fighting for, that's a, that's how I I've looked at it. Like I'm trying to fight for control over the one who knows it all. And how does that even make any sense, right? Because like even me saying it now is like, really? Like you you thought you was going, you thought you was gonna win? Is that what you thought was gonna happen? No, ma'am. That is not it wasn't even gonna happen. It's all that time. <laughs> You're gonna take your toy self down this detour, down this rocky road, <laughs> and guess where you're gonna end up? Right back where you started. <laughs> and now you done wasted some time getting back to the yes. same spot. And I have learned now, I was just like, I'm just not operating out of order, Lord. Okay, where you want me to go? And I'm like, even <laughs> in these moments of like, what's next in my business, sometimes I just have to stop. And I focus on what it is that, what's the last thing he told me to do? What's the last thing that I can do, you know, with ease? What's the last thing I can surrender to? And I'm like, it's always the podcast. Like I can surrender to it because he's now shown me exactly how I'm supposed to use it. And I'm, I'm moving. It's the other thing that I'm like, okay, well, when are you going to tell me about that? Cause I'm, I'm still over here. I'm still like, over here. <laughs> we going to get through that. But when you say that, like, total surrender and it's hard y'all it is because clearly I haven't totally surrendered y'all already know like this is it's not it's not an easy thing and I think it's a daily surrender right it's because daily it might even be moment to moment insert <laughs> insert because something could come up and you be like you know That's what it. you tell him I got this you 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 know what you take the day off <laughs> That's it right there it surrender is a daily choice. Yeah, a it moment, is moment by moment. Yeah, it really it, is. It's a daily choice. And it's like, okay, what do I do? I choose to control this moment right here. What if I did surrender and mm. trust? Because in order to really surrender, it requires a heck of a lot of trust. Yeah, absolutely.
Y'all know the story. This podcast was an assignment from God that had my self-doubt and limiting beliefs telling me that nobody would listen. But you, yes, you, kept showing up every week to listen to this podcast. And because you keep showing up, so do I. If you enjoy this podcast and would love to support me and future episodes, please consider making a donation by simply purchasing me a coffee. If you would like to donate, click the buy me a coffee link. Now, back to the show. Yeah. What if I surrendered right here in this moment and I trusted that everything is for my good? Like everything is oh, working out for my good. And I tell you, I'm saying it now, but I tell you, I, I have to work on it every single day because then that imposter syndrome, then that inner oh. critic. I, I had called one of my inner critics, um, I named everything. <laughs> I called one of my inner critics, um, inner critic Irma. And then I have... Um, I have Howie, inner critic Howie, because Howie constantly asks, but how, but how, mm-hmm. I, I know you want to move to the beach, but how are you going to do that? Yeah. How are you going to do that? You have, you know, you have a husband with medical issues. You got a son, you have a business. How are you going to do that? Oh, I know you want to start, um, launch this new course. How are you going to do it? How yeah. are you going to do it? Do you have all these pieces? So Howie, I have to, first of all, just recognize mm. that he is only doing his job. Yeah, yeah. And his job is to keep me inside my comfort zone. Hmm. That's his job. So when I can relate to my inner critic like that, like, oh, you're just doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah, but guess yeah. what? I don't need you. Right. Yes. I don't need you. I'm going to go do it anyway. Yeah, that is so, that is, that's really good. Cause one of the things that we've been talking about lately is like really identifying your, um, identifying your self doubt and I didn't, and, and calling the thing a thing, right? Because a lot of times, yeah. um, prior to me going on this journey, I did not know what it was. I did not know what it was called. I did not know. I just knew how I felt, right? I felt yeah. anxious. I felt overwhelmed. I felt like yeah. I just wanted to go to sleep. I felt like, I needed to lay down. I, you know, like I just, I felt a certain type of way, but now that I'm in a place that I, I haven't named my, my, my inner critic, but I know, I know oh, what it is. Fine, <laughs> I, <it's fine. laughs> I ain't named it yet, but I know that when they show up, I just be like, not today, sis. We, we don't, we don't have time today. And I, you know, I, I've told, you know, everybody, you know, previously that, even doing these podcasts, like when I do these interviews and even sometimes when I do my solo interviews, um, I don't always feel like doing it or I may not feel like, oh, is this the right thing to say? Is, you know, is this conversation going to go well? Is this person going to be open? Whatever. And I just, I say the same prayer every single time, Lord, remove any doubt, fear, or anxiety and whatever your will is that you do that. And so once I started to intentionally incorporate that into everything I do before I started, it it has it. That's a part of surrendering too, because he's he's asked us to give give him our worries and our cares, give him our burdens, oh, and yeah. so that's how I'm surrendering. Lord, you take it until until this hour was up, until this thirty minutes <laughs> is up, until this forty five. Well, that have a long time. I, you take it right now, so that it's not on me yeah. while I'm actually doing. And I think that goes back to what you said before in the beginning of like you can come with me, but you need to be quiet. Like you we go, you're going to do this together. You're going to watch me do this. Okay. Um, yes, Cause I'm not going to spend my energy trying to get rid of you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it actually, 
it unnerves me to hear it because I hear it. Of course, we hear it all the time. Conquer your fear. Conquer your fear. And I'm like, Lord, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> do I have to conquer it? And do I do I even have to conquer my self-doubt? I, I want to learn strategies mm-hmm. to quiet the self-doubt. And maybe I will actually slay it. Right. Yeah. So I do. I just want to quiet it down. And it's so so crazy that you say that because if it for those who have been on this journey that's what we talked in the beginning I used to say you know you're going to overcome yourself down like that's what this was this was a, a movement to empower yes. women to overcome and then <laughs> yes. at some point in time I was like you don't necessarily overcome it because clearly I'm still doing it and I was like it's not about overcoming it's about identifying acknowledging and accepting it and yes. doing it anyway like those are the things, but you have to know that, you know, for me, I'm like, I had to know that for myself in order to even be able to do this because every day that I show up is a part of me identifying, acknowledging and accepting that, yes, I have, I have limiting beliefs. I've had things that I feel insecure about and I'm doing it anyway. And so that, and that's why slaying self-doubt we, you know, it hit me one day during the, uh, during a podcast. I was like, oh, it's an action. Like, this is what we're doing because we're actively slaying as we continue to go. You just have to identify what you're slaying. That's, that's really what it was. (laughs) I actually, I just got a picture of like a, I don't know, almost like an animated, uh, something where, you know, you're right there and you're walking down a path and you have a sword in each hand and you're literally yes the self-doubt. And I, I saw all these words coming around you like doubt and uh, imposter syndrome yeah. and, and how yes. it is. <laughs> yeah. And when, you know, the first time when I, when I said it, like it literally is like an aha moment, like in the oh, middle yeah. of the, the podcast, I was like, Oh my God, I didn't even realize that. But this is the thing. I I'm very clear that this didn't come from me. So it wasn't my thing. So the Lord gave it to me years ago and it was like, Oh, Oh, uh, Oh, uh, Oh, so that's what oh. you meant. <laughs> that's what you meant. I got it. It, it. it was really like a, oh, I didn't even get it. I just thought it was cool. Like, I'm like, I don't know. Lord told me to use it. That's what I'm going to use. And we're going to go from there. So there it is, um, full circle. Uh, yeah, it was, it was like a, what the crap? Like, this is that's really happening right here live. Y'all see it. Oh, yeah, it's happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let us talk about all things coach Sophia like where I I can see you they can't but you have your shirt that says ease and flow and I know all about that your book fish vulnerability your mentor coaching like all the things let's talk about all the things that you're doing Y'all, becoming a full-time entrepreneur isn't for the faint of heart. And sometimes I get so wrapped up in building this business that I literally forget about basic things like grocery shopping. That's why I started using Instacart. Instacart is the go-to service for quick and effective grocery delivery. Now, I know what you're thinking. I don't want people shopping for me. I don't want nobody touching my fruit. Trust me, I know exactly how you feel. I used to be the same way. But when I think about the effort it takes now to go grocery shopping, No, thank you. When you are a customer of Instacart, you select your groceries from the store of your choice. Then a personal shopper does the shopping and delivers it right to your doorstep. You cannot get any better than that. If you have never tried Instacart, trust me, you will not regret it. Click the link in the show notes and get $10 off your first order today. Now back to the show. Yes, I, um, 
I am so grateful, so very grateful. My first book was a, um, is actually a journal called the Ease and Flow Journal. And um, I will tell you that God gave me that. Um, mm. It came at a very, very tumultuous time. My husband, um, which I talk about all the time, my husband unfortunately suffered major medical setbacks uh, related to a stroke and a brain mm. And as I was there in the hospital, sitting in that hard recliner right. <laughs> next to him, you know, I, I, I just, you know, I was calling out to God and I said, you know, I, I need something. I need to take all the stuff that's in my head and all these feelings that are in my heart because yeah. I couldn't articulate what I was going through. And I'm like, what do I do? And I always like to journal. So I was like, okay, you know, do I write it down? But what I found is that all these journals just had blank pages. And I'm mm -hmm. like, no, no, no. I need, I can't articulate it right now. So I need somebody to ask me some questions. Yeah. And, and then right there in the hospital in about five hours, I created this journal of just asking questions and mm. asking the reader questions so that they can answer those journal prompts and just keep writing and keep yeah. writing. So that really, really saved me through this journey with my husband and then fast forward, so, so the whole platform was ease and flow, ease and flow. And I'm clear now, I'm getting more and more clear, right, around why he gave me ease and flow as a brand, because that's what I needed. Mm, because yeah. there were so many things that were hard and difficult, difficult yeah. decisions and so much going on that I needed some ease and flow in my life. And then fast forward. Uh, he said to me, you know, that book that you wrote four years ago, I need you to publish that book. And I'm like, right now. And, and at the time I, I was doing pretty well, you know, rebuilding my business. And I had a lot going on with corporate training. And I'm like, right now, put this book out. And I'm so glad I listened. Mm. Here's vulnerability, a color girl's truth, trials and triumphs is a fiction book about four affluent black women in the DC, the DMV as we yes. call it, <laughs> DMV area. And just a peek into their journey of how they struggle with balancing, bringing all that fierceness with also their willingness or unwillingness to be vulnerable mm. and vulnerability and share the truth of what's on their hearts. So I'm like, why now? And now it makes sense. It wasn't for me to write it or publish it four years ago. This was the perfect time. And one of the characters in the book, Ava, um, is running for a political office. And so a lot of people think I wrote this book because of Vice President Kamala Harris and, and all the wonderfulness and celebration around her. But I'm like, no, I wrote this four years ago. I was just told to birth it right now for wow. such a time as this. And so it's, it's you know, uh, our, our publishing company, um, Tandem Light Press, the marketing uh, director, Lee Ashby Watts said, Sophia, this is not just a book. This is a movement. Mm. And I'm telling you, she was right. It is a movement because just the title, Fierce Vulnerability, has opened up so many conversations like yeah. every month I'm having a panel discussion where I have panelists and and yes I'm getting Felicia as one of those panelists <laughs> <laughs> but 
just the women coming, women and men coming together to talk about the concept of fierce vulnerability and what gets in our way of practicing that. And the conversations have been incredible conversations. And I'm so very, very grateful. And so now I understand why the timing, like he gave me the timing for now because the book debuted as the number one new release for dramas and plays by women on Amazon. Yes. I've never written a fiction book ever. Oh man, congratulations. That is so amazing. And you are so right. When you think about the title, just the title of it, right? So I'm going to have to get the book. So thinking about just the title of it, like we are told to be fierce, right? Like I think we all the time. I have an auntie who always says like fierce child, fierce, right? Like she's just, that is her, that is her (laughs) saying she, whenever she sees somebody and and especially when she sees somebody with a red lip, she is fierce. You see her with a red that is her word right but the vulnerability side is the part that we like and i don't want to do that no i don't want to i don't want to be vulnerable with you i don't want to be i'm not willing to show that side of me i'm not willing to be vulnerable but to certain people and to a certain extent even on top of that right um and i think having those two together um yeah, I'm going to have to read the book because I really need to know like what happens because I'm excited to like find out, especially because, you know, it's it's front day. You talk about women from the area, you know. This, oh, this, this. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had to give props to my dear, you know, even though I grew up in South Central L.A., um, you know, was there most of my my young life. Um, you know, I'm now in the DMV area, so I had to give my props yes, to my Yes. <laughs> yes, no, that is um so y'all already know she just told y'all it's on Amazon, so definitely get the book. Um and is the journal on Amazon as well? Yes. Yep, the journal there. and the book on Amazon, y'all. So if you want fierce vulnerability and you want ease and flow in your life, okay, hey. go ahead. <laughs> it is right there. Thank you so much, Kosofia, for being with us today. I just, th- I knew this conversation was going to be amazing. I, your, I, I said in the beginning, like, I knew, I knew that the Lord put me with you for a purpose and it wasn't just to be my mental coach. Um, it wasn't I, just about class. Yes, it wasn't <laughs> just about class. And I am just, I'm so, so grateful for what you pour into me. I'm so grateful for your genuineness, right? Like that is such a, because you, it, that's a job. Like you could have just been working and doing what you needed to do and moving on to the next class. You know, right after our course, mine was six weeks, six months. Then another class starts again. You know, and for you to intentionally like connect and take time, you know, with not only me but the other students, like that is a that's a big deal, and it is very much so appreciated. So I wanted to publicly thank you. <laughs> I am so very grateful. You are welcome. It is. It is truly a it's a blessing it's a blessing to be able to show up and and use my gifts yeah and to and it's easy yeah ease and flow because I surrendered and stepped all the way into it and and I get the gifts back by being with you and being with you know powerful and fiercely vulnerable women like you and students like you and so I am just so grateful Oh, you are welcome. Thank you so much. So how can people connect with you? Yeah, it was really easy. I'm Coach Sophia Casey everywhere, but my website is sophiacasey.net. I say as a net worth 
I know that's right. I know that's right. And y'all know all of this information will be in the show notes so y'all can get connected with her. Again, Coach Sophia, thank you so, so much. I truly appreciate it. The pleasure's mine. Thank you, Felicia. You're welcome. All right, y'all, that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Remember to head over to Facebook and Instagram and follow me at Slaying Self-Doubt. Oh, wait, don't forget, go to my YouTube channel and watch this episode. And remember to press the subscribe button. Until next week, see ya. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stangy Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri.